0: For those of you that don't know, my name is Shayla. I am actually Pastor TJ's wife, and he is away speaking at another church this weekend, so I'm sorry that you guys have to share him with somebody else, but you get stuck with me this morning, so it's going to be amazing, though. That's right. Come on, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) You know, he and I were, were speaking at a marriage conference on Friday night, and then he got to hang and, and kind of just hang out for the weekend and get a little bit of a break and a rest, which is awesome for him. It's, it's hard to preach six services a weekend. And, and you know what? I don't know if you guys realize this, but you have an incredible pastor, and I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. But... He puts in a lot of work and a lot of effort to bring messages every single week that are going to inspire and encourage and motivate and do all of those things. And I'm so grateful, again, for a man that doesn't just stand up on the stage and and preach a message but actually lives those things with his life. And you guys are a blessed people just like I'm a blessed wife. And so we're going to dive in. How many of you guys have enjoyed this series called Trash Talk? Man, it's been so amazing because we live in a culture, we live in a world, we live in a generation where so much is negative. Everybody's a critic, everybody wants to talk about the negative things and how we're screwing up and how this is, you know, going wrong and everybody has this negative bent to them, but there is so much power in the words that we begin to speak and so this series has been incredible about making us more aware of the words that are coming out of our mouth and how they impact our life and the life of the people around us and I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of backstory for me. I'm actually the oldest of six kids. And the first four of us were girls. And so you can imagine in our house growing up, the volume in our house was like up here. You know, the arguments that were taking place, just the cat fights that are taking place in our house, man, we would go at it as sisters and argue and fight about everything. And I remember when my sisters would say something to me and we'd be arguing and they'd say something that was really, really hurtful. I would never want them to know that they had hurt me. Because God forbid they realized they got to me. And so I would use this comeback. Maybe you guys have heard it. I thought it was incredible. But I would say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And I wanted them to think, listen, your words aren't having an impact in my life. Your words didn't sink in. And so every single time they would say something, I would use that as the comeback. But how many of you guys know sticks and stones, they break our bones for days or weeks or months. But words, they break our spirit for years and sometimes even decades. Man, there's been words that have been spoken over my life that I am still trying to overcome to this day. There have been negative words that were spoken to me that I have carried with me. That have, have hindered me, that have held me back, that I'm still trying to move forward on because our words have so much power. Maybe for some of you guys that you've had words spoken over to you that were defeating and toxic. It could be something that was relatively innocent that somebody said to you like, now why don't you have kids yet? I mean, you've been married for years. Do you even want kids? And you don't even know what that person is walking through inside. And that careless, just innocent seeming word just opened a wound inside of somebody. You know, our words have so much impact. Maybe for you, it was something much more pointed in your life. Maybe it was, I found somebody else, I never loved you. Maybe it was, I hate you, you're such a disappointment. Maybe over and over in your life, you've heard the words, I wish you would be more like your sister. Or I wish you would be more like your brother. And over and over, you have this tape playing in your head. Maybe it's, I'm leaving you, you're nothing. All of us have words that have been spoken to us that have deeply impacted who we are and how we live out our life. And it's not always negative words that have impact. On the the other hand, there's these positive, these life-giving words that encourage and create. How about, I believe in you. Or you're special. Or I can't tell you how much I love you. I would marry you all over again. You're my dream husband. You're my dream wife. Shayla, you knocked it out of the park today. (laughs) Or maybe something as simple as you're an answer to my prayer. you You know, you guys are all sitting in this room today, not by accident, but because God has something that he wants you to hear today and I think our words have so much power and so much impact, and over this series, we've kind of been honing in on this one verse that has kind of set the tone for this entire series, and it comes out of Proverbs, and it's Proverbs 18:21, and it says this: "Life and death are in the power of the tongue." Life and death. Are in the power of the tongue. I want you guys to do something with me real quick. Just roll with me, okay? Everybody participate. I want you all to stick out your tongue. Now I want you to repeat after me. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Okay, now I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to stick out your tongue. And I want you to grab your neighbor's tongue. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, some of you guys went to reach for it. That's, like, that's disgusting. Okay. But life and death are in the power of the tongue. There is so much power to this little mechanism that can either breathe life or it can speak destruction. It can speak hope, it can speak healing, and it can hurt. But there is so much power in the words that we speak, whether it's words that build up or whether it's words that tear down, because life and death are in this small little thing called the tongue. And I want to talk to you guys out of a, a, what's it called? Book of the Bible (laughs) called James. And James is actually one of my favorite books of the Bible because James, he's just so direct and he's so to the point. James is kind of like, I say he kind of throat punches you. Because sometimes in life we just need a little throat punch. We just need somebody to just tell it like it is to help us move forward in life and just to be honest with us. And James is that kind of guy. And so I love reading through James and as we kind of unpack these couple scriptures, I want, some, I want to impart some things to you that I think our words do, and the first one is this: is that your words have influence. Your words have influence. In James three one and two, it says this: Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Whew. We all stumble in many ways and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect able to keep their whole body in check. I think James is just kind of mocking people right now. He's like, yeah, those of you that think you're perfect, you say everything right, your whole body's in check. He's, he's basically saying none of you can do that. But he's saying what I want you to realize is those who teach, you have influence and you are accountable for that influence. You are accountable for the words that you teach. And this is something that is so heavy for for TJ and I as we are leading this church and as we get up and we craft messages and because there is a weight that comes from your words when you are standing on a platform to communicate a message from the truth of God's word, there is a weight that comes with that. And we will be accountable for everything that we teach standing up on the stage. And there is a a weight that comes with that. And even as you're communicating, it is, it is, I don't know if you guys know this, but it is so hard to teach to you guys because you know how many of you are out there like this? (laughs) I'm going, are they sleeping? Are they listening? Are they bored? You know, like, what is it? But when you're communicating, you have to have all of these factors that come into, thanks, Janine. She's like, (laughs) You have all of these factors that are coming into play. I need you to teach. Some, I need to communicate something that's practical that you can take, that you can use, but that is that is God-centered and transformational to our life. That is inspiring and encouraging. And hey, you have to throw in some funny because people just need a laugh break every now and then to stay engaged. Like there's so many components that come with it. And what James is saying, you shouldn't all be teachers because there is a weight and a responsibility that come with teaching. And it is a heavy weight. Your words weigh a 1,000 pounds. But I want to tell you something. This scripture does not just apply to people that stand on a platform or behind a pulpit. This scripture applies to you. Let me tell you something. Parents, this should be a sobering verse for you. Because you are going to be accountable for everything that you teach your children and everything you fail to teach your children. Amen. Do you know that, that statistics say one in four kids say that they've never had a significant conversation with their dad. Parents, it is so sobering to realize that our words have so much influence we are going to be accountable to the words that we use to influence our children, to teach our children. Have you ever been in a conversation and Johnny's over here talking, your kid's over here talking, and he's saying something that you have said and you're going, oh, dear God. (laughs) He's repeating it. Parents, I don't know if you know this, but your kids are listening so much more than you think they are. They're observing everything that you're saying and doing and your words weigh a thousand pounds. Your words have influence. I know that so much of who I am, who I am today is because of the words that were spoken of me as a small child. And listen, my parents didn't get all right cuz I'm jacked up in other areas of my life because of words that have been spoken over t- over me, but there's a couple things my parents got right. And I remember from being a young girl, my mom and my dad, they would say to me, "Shayla, you're a leader." Shayla, you are a trailblazer. Shayla, when you show up, people are going to follow you. Shayla, you are a leader. So, do you know what happened in every stage of my life? When I would step into something, automatically in my head is, Shayla, you are a leader. Shayla, you lead people. And so, in every season, that's what I was. I would step up and I would say, I'm the leader, people. Because that's what I had been told my entire life that Shayla, you're a leader. Your words have so much influence, and I wonder what you could begin to speak into existence in the life of your kids. I wonder how you can shape and form their future just by the power of your words in your kids' lives. Wonder how it can begin to change and transform their future because you recognize the influence and the power of your words. I was talking to a family actually last night after service, and I thought they had some something incredible that she was sharing with me because sometimes it's hard to figure out, you know what, how do I help my kids walk in these values? How do I help my kids to have a better better future? What conversations do I have to be able to build those things into my children's lives? And she had something so amazing. She said, every day when we sit down at the dinner table, I don't ask my kids, we don't ask our kids, how was your day? We ask them three things. How are you strong? How are you smart and how are you kind? And she said, when I drop them off at school, I say, hey, what are you going to do today? And they said, we're going to be strong, we're going to be smart, and we're going to be kind. And she said, when I tell my kids you're going to be strong, I don't mean you're going to be physically strong. It means how are you going to stand up for somebody today? How are you going to defend somebody that's being bullied today? How are you going to begin to transform somebody else's life because you're strong? I wonder what we could speak into existence in the life of our kids because when we realize, man, we're going to be accountable for this. Our words weigh a thousand pounds. Teenagers, let me talk to you for a second. Your words weigh a thousand pounds. Your influence with your friends, you know what happens when you use your words to influence your friends to do something? Let's say you invite your friends to come to somebody's house knowing good and well, nothing good is going to be happening there. You are accountable for the words that you use to influence that person to get there. Because your words weigh a thousand pounds and it is shaping and directing the course of of your life and the people's lives around you. Because our words have so much influence. And we are going to stand before God and be accountable for every word that we say. Do you know, there's this true story I I read about this week. And there is actually these two girls that were riding on the bus and... They were getting into conversation, and one of them said to the other, hey, did you hear that Sarah got engaged? And the other girl was like, no, I didn't, I didn't hear that she got engaged. And, and they were sitting there talking back and forth, and they were like, you know what? Sarah, man, she's, she's kind of unorganized and sloppy. Their house is going to be a mess. <laughs> and then the other one was like, yeah, I know. You know what? I was over at Sarah's house the other day, and she cooked us dinner. It was terrible. That guy's going to starve. And they're like, yeah, I I know. Do you know what? Like, I've seen her. Every time she gets her paychecks, man, she spends everything. I don't know how this guy's going to handle her. And they're going back and forth in this conversation about Sarah and this woman that's behind them, leaned up and tapped them on the shoulder. And they said, hey, she said, hey, girls, I just wanted to introduce myself to you. My son just got engaged to Sarah. And I just want to thank you girls so much for having this conversation because now I know who Sarah really is. And I'm going to go home and let my son know he can't enter into this relationship because it is going to be destructive in his life. He can't enter this marriage with this girl. Thank you guys so much for saving my son from the heartache. And the pain that it's going to be if he married this woman. And the girls are like, no, 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 no. Sarah's a great girl. She's awesome. She's going to be a great mom. She's going to be great. And the, and the lady was like, no, girls, thank you for saving my son from the heartache. I can't wait to go home and share with him all of this information. And the girls just sat back mortified and, and quiet. And they're just sitting there and they're saying, no, we didn't mean any harm, they're thinking. And it sat silent for a couple of minutes and the lady tapped the girls on the shoulders again and she said, Listen, I'm not the boy's mom, but imagine if I was. She said, Do you know the damage you could have done to this couple? You almost destroyed a potential family just because you had nothing else to talk about. How many times are we just carelessly speaking about things, not recognizing how those words have influence and impact not only in our life but the lives of other people? Your words, the words that you are speaking in your life have influence whether you realize it or not. Your words weigh a thousand pounds. Actually, in Matthew chapter 12, 36 through 37, it says this. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak. It doesn't say every word that they meant or everything that they meant to say. It says every careless word that people speak, they shall give an account for it on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified, or by your words, you will be condemned. (sighs) Guys, our words weigh a thousand pounds. Our words, the words that come out of our mouth are so powerful and so meaningful, whether we realize it or not. Our words have influence. The other thing that our words do is our words determine direction. In James 3, 3 and 4, it says we put bits in the mouth of horses to make them obey us and we have control over everything that they do. A small bit controls the direction of where that horse goes. The same thing is true for ships. They are very big and driven by strong winds, yet a small rudder steers the ship wherever the pilot wants it to go. James goes on in, in, in verse 5 to say that our tongue, although it is small, it boasts of great things. It, it does big things. The smallest thing determines the direction. And the same is true of our tongue. The words that we're speaking are determining the direction of our life. I would almost say it like this. Your words are framing your world. Your words are framing your world. And some of us are getting the exact picture of what we're talking about. Because the only words that we're speaking are negative and defeating and all of those things. And if all we're speaking is negative, why would you think you're ever going to get a positive picture? If the only words that you're speaking are discouraging and complaining and defeated, why would you think your picture is ever going to include joy? because our words frame our world. So many of us, we want a husband or wife that we have dreamed them to be and we have this dream marriage in our mind and we're married and we're not seeing the picture we want because the words that are coming out are only negative and complaining about our spouse. Gosh, I wish he wasn't so lazy, I wish he would just take out the trash. Listen, how do you think you're ever going to get the, the husband of your dreams, the husband that you always imagined he would be, if the only thing you ever do is nag? That's good. Man, begin to frame your world differently. When he puts down that toilet seat, woo, we're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> You've got to begin to frame your world differently. If all you're doing is talk about the negative and I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't break out of this and I I can't, why do you think your picture would ever look any different if all you say is I can't? How many of you guys did TJ's homework from last week if you were here? Great, I'll let him know two people did the homework. You know, one of the things that he said, the the homework was, as you're making statements about your life, as you're making a statement about your marriage or your finances, or you're just kind of talking about your situation, he said, at the end of that statement, I want you to add on this, and that's the way I want it. (laughs) So when you are sitting there and you are complaining about your financial situation, and you're saying, gosh, I am in debt up to my eyeballs. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of this, and that's the way I want it. But if you think about it, your words frame your world. And if you can begin to flip that script, and you might be able to, you might say, Man, I'm overwhelmed in debt and I don't know how I'm gonna get out of it, but you know what? I'm gonna start making a plan so that I can get out of this debt and it doesn't control me anymore, and that's the way I want it. And when you begin to frame your words, differently, the picture that you're going to see is going to begin to change, and the direction of your life is going to change. Because if you want to change the direction of your life, change the declaration of your lips. Begin to speak life, and truth, and hope. I can do this. I will overcome this. I am not the sum total of what people have spoken over me my entire life. This is the picture I want to see, and this is how I will frame it. Your words frame your world. There was this another true story that I had heard about. There was this couple that had gone to high school together, and they weren't dating in high school, but they had got married a couple years after high school, and they were showing up to their 30 year high school reunion. And when they were showing up, everybody recognized the guy because he was like the popular guy and all of that. But nobody could recognize or remember who this girl was, even though she was in the same class at the same school. And all night, everybody's trying to figure out who this girl was because Mr. Popular over here had been leaning over to this, this girl, his wife, the entire night saying, honey, you're so beautiful. You know what, you're the greatest wife, I would marry you all over again. And and these people are hearing this guy say, just doting all over this woman, talking about all of these amazing things that she wore, and they're like, who is this chick? They're trying to figure it out, and he's just all over her all night, just speaking all of these beautiful things to her. And finally, at the end of the night, before the event was over, they realized who this girl was. And she wasn't the most popular She wasn't the prettiest. She wasn't the one who had it all going on. But because of the words that her husband had spoken over her for years, she became the picture that he was painting. Your words are framing your world. And if you want to begin to see your marriage look different, start talking different about it. Man, stop complaining about how your children or where your children are falling apart and start speaking to the potential that they have. Stop focusing on the things that are going wrong or the hole that you have yourself in and start talking about where you want to be and what you want to see. Because your words frame your world. I was reading, actually, this article about these scientists at Yale University, and they had written this article because they had followed around a couple, some couples for 20 years to determine the secret to long life. And they observed these different couples and how they aged and how long they'd lived and all of this stuff, and they found one revelation that could change everything, and I just want to read a little bit of it here. They said this, People who had a positive view of aging in midlife lived an average of 7.6 years longer than those who had a negative view. In other words, if you say, I think getting older is going to be incredible, you're likely to live 7.6 years longer than your friend who says, I think getting older is going to be miserable. It went on to say that hundreds of research studies prove the life-changing key of a productive story. Are you going to get that promotion? Is your marriage going to make it through the rough patch? Am I going to overcome this addiction? Is my company going to hit its projections for the year? The single biggest predictor of all of these events is not the facts of your situation, but the story that you tell. It's the words that come out of our mouth because our words are determining the direction of our life. The smallest thing is determining the direction of our life. So how are your words shaping your life? What kind of world are you framing right now? God spoke into existence and created land and sea. He created humans. He created animals. At the spoken word, he created. I wonder what you could speak into existence with the power of your words. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And our words have influence, and our words determine our direction. And number three, our words build up or they tear down. And we've talked about this every single week throughout this series. Our words can build up or tear down. And I want you guys to know it's so great to to sit in in church and to hear these messages and go, man, I want all of these things to change in my life. But if you walk out of here and never change anything, then nothing's going to change so as we're sitting in here and we're having these realizations of what our words can do, they need to begin to shape us, and we need to have this awareness that the words that we're speaking are either building or they're tearing down. In James 3, 5, it says, In the same way, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it can brag about doing important things. And then it goes on to say, A large forest forest can be set on fire by a single flame. A large forest can be set on fire by a single flame. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how innocent your words seem. Be careful. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. It's interesting uh, that this verse says a large forest can be set on fire by a little flame. We live in Florida, so probably not a lot of us have this, but growing up, I had a fireplace. And I loved sitting in front of the fireplace. Because what does a fireplace do? It, like, brings warmth. It's cozy. It's reassuring. It's a place our family goes to have conversation and wrap up in blankets. Man, a fireplace brings warmth to our life. Because the fire is in the right context. It's in a healthy context. But that same fire that is in the fireplace... You take it out of the fireplace and it will burn down your entire house. The same thing is true of our words. Context matters. You know, it's not just always about what you say, but it's in how you say it. And TJ and I learned this valuable lesson a long time ago because early on in our marriage, we knew how to fight. It's about the only thing we knew how to do, fight and make up. TJ was all about making up, so I think he started the fights on purpose. But, but we knew how to get at each other because, listen, I'm a leader, and you're going to listen to me. And he was feeling the same way, and so we would just go at it with one another. And both of us knew what words to use to be able to cut right to that spot that we could get them. And we used our words as ammunition that started a forest fire every single time that we would talk. And it was destroying our marriage. Because we never had the right context to our words. And we learned this valuable lesson probably about 10 years ago. Because I, I, I know you guys, this is really hard for you to believe, but TJ would say some things that were so hurtful to me. And he would cut me down or he would say something that just kind of cut right to the core. And when he would do that, I wasn't saying something right away. But boy, when he got home, I was going to let him have it. And when he got home, I would have all of my ammunition and I would go in like guns blazing to accuse him of everything that he had said that hurt me. I can't believe that you said this in front of this person. How could you ever do that to me? Do you understand what you just did? And I would just go tear him up. And it would set a fire. brought destruction. And so finally we learned this key of context and so we learned this this method of communicating with one another. And what would happen is when he would do something that hurt me because I am perfect wife and I would never really do anything (laughs) to say anything that would hurt him But when he would do something, what would happen is if I would go to him, if I would believe the best about him, if I would give him the benefit of the doubt, and, if, and I began to go to him and I began to say, hey, TJ, I don't think you meant to do this because I wanted to believe the best about him. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. TJ, I don't think you meant to do this, but when you did this, this is how it made me feel. And do you know what it created? It created a fireplace moment instead of a wildfire because it gave him an opportunity to say, Shayla, you are so right. I didn't mean it that way. I am so sorry that it made you feel that that wasn't my intention at all. And it opened the door to a healthy conversation rather than a wildfire taking place in our marriage. When you can put the words in the right context, you can have fireplace moments with your kids, in your relationship, at your workplace, in your conversations with your friends. Because when you can believe the best about people, your words can begin to build up and to repair and to heal rather than to tear down. And if we would be a people that just began to give the benefit of the doubt, that began to believe the best and communicated in that way of saying, hey, you might not have meant to do this. you guys, it opens the door to so much more. Can you imagine that with your kids when they do something that just angers or frustrates you? If you went to them and you say, hey, Johnny, I'm, I'm not sure you meant to do this, but I want to let you know what happens when you do this. And to open up the dialogue for conversation and teaching to be able to instruct your kids because your words have influence. So listen, I don't know what what your world looks like right now but what i do know is your words have a lot to do with it and i hope today that you're walking away with a greater awareness of how your words are framing your world and i want you guys to bow your heads and to close your eyes this morning maybe there's some of you guys out there today that you're saying shayla I'm realizing that I've been framing my world in the wrong way. And today I realize that I need to shift some of my words, that I need to shift my conversations because I want to see a different picture. I want to see a different picture in my marriage. I want to see a a different picture in my life. I want to see a different picture with my kids. And I realize today that my words are shaping that. And Today, I need to, to change the words that are coming out of my mouth to begin to frame my life differently. And if that's you today, I want to be able to pray for you. Just a simple prayer. So if that's you, if you'll just slip up your hand real quick, I want to say a prayer. Yes, 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 yes. All over. All over. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. And Lord, we thank you first and foremost for your word that helps us reframe our world. That your word brings truth to our life, God, that helps us correct the course of our life to begin to live differently. And Lord, I pray for every single person that raised their hand. God, I pray that you would just give them an awareness every time they open their mouth, God, to begin to speak a different story over their life to begin to frame their world in a completely different way, Father, that we would be aware of the words that are coming out of our mouth and the influence that they have not only in the direction of our life, but the course of those and the people around us. God, we thank you so much that you loved us so much that you gave us your word to be life and to be truth to us so that we could live our best life. Lord, today, give us the strength to change the declaration of our